Good morning and welcome to VikingsTerritory.com, the Vikings Territory Breakdown. Uh, I'm your congenial host, Joe Oberle, senior writer at VikingsTerritory.com and PurplePTST.com. And with me, as usual, is Mark Craig, esteemed NFL writer and Vikings writer from the Star Tribune and StarTribune.com. Season's wrapping down here. I'm sad about that because it's been such an exciting postseason. But uh, there's always news in this league. There's always news for the Vikings. We'll get to it all. But, Mark, what uh, just off the top, what did you think of uh, those two games on Sunday? And, and uh, what are your thoughts? Well, I, you know, I really like, uh, you know, the most underrated aspect of any team right now is the Bengals' defense. What they did, you know, I, people say maybe the Chiefs let up a little bit or whatever, but for them to make that stop right before the half and then the coming out, those five drives to start the second half, 34 yards total, two first downs in Kansas City against Patrick Mahomes. I love Joe Burrow. I love the kicker, but uh, the defense, I really, I really like the defense too. And, you know, I've, I haven't picked them, and I'm not going to probably – Probably not going to pick them this uh, for the Super Bowl, but uh, I really, you know, that I really like that Bengals team. I mean, I'm a Cleveland guy. It's uh, you know, so that's a uh, I grew up, uh, you know, you hating the you hate the Steelers more than anyone else, but you hated this, the Bengals as well. But uh, you know, I I like that team, and obviously, what the Rams are doing, what Stafford's doing, is uh, a lot of pressure on that team, a lot of pressure on Stafford. Uh, I like that defense too. So the, both defenses. Uh, I hope they get some ink heading up to the Super Bowl because it's more than just the quarterbacks. You gave them some ink this morning. Uh, did uh, am, I, am I right uh, recognizing that the Bengals' defense went to a three-man rush in the second half and, and changed things up on on, uh, on Mahomes that kind of either confused him or I don't know what the heck, you know, because uh, he was not ha- – he looked – so good in his escapability and his, you know, his sideways passes and and finding the guys he wanted to and just marched up and down the field in the first half until that last moment when I like to call it the hubris before halftime. I thought, you know, they got four seconds left, they can get a touchdown or 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 you know maybe uh, throw it away and still kick a field goal and it kind of hurt him and the whole thing changed after that. But it is was that. The X's and O's behind it is they went to a three-man rush and, and put more guys back in coverage. Yeah, I think that made a huge difference. I mean, uh, <clears throat> Tyreek Hill didn't have a catch in the second half, so you know there was a lot of coverage going on. That was, um, you know, tremendous coverage going taking place, and uh, a lot of those sacks, you know, were, was was Mahomes were, were coverage sacks because Mahomes didn't have anywhere to throw to. And you know, the play before the half, I mean, nine times out of ten, if it's Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill throwing the ball behind the line of scrimmage. It's, it's a little different when those two are doing it. You still think it might ha- that they're going to get in somehow because it's just, you know, Tyreek Hill is amazing and, and Mahomes, you trust his judgment, uh, but it didn't work out. And that's, a, that's a, that's a tip of the hat to the, to the Bengals for playing that. Uh, I mean, they, they, they given up like four drives of 80, 72, 85, whatever it was. And for them to get down to the one, uh, you just had the feeling that the Chiefs, maybe the Chiefs were a little bit overconfident in their ability to just kind of, especially after you get out to that 21-3 lead, they're thinking, ah, you know, no matter what we do, it's going to work. Um, got a little sloppy there, and it obviously came back to, in this league, you know, if, you, if you miss a field goal at the end of a half with a second left or five seconds left, it's chances are are pretty good that they're going to come back and uh, haunt you. That, that's amazing. That's the amazing thing about this game, that that, that little – 
missed score of three points could affect a game so much. You know, it affected momentum. It affected uh, the way the rest of the game played out. It it uh, it seemed to affect Mahomes, and we saw it last year in the Super Bowl with Mahomes when he didn't have an offensive line to protect him, and we saw him uh, be human last on Sunday. Does that not inform? Everything we say about Kirk Cousins. I mean, if even Mahomes can look almost, you know, mortal when he doesn't have the protection he needs up front and or he's not, you know, doesn't have anywhere to throw to downfield, suddenly he doesn't look like this, this you know, superhuman player that I, 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 you know, since he's coming to the league, I've just been, you know, amazed by him and, and loved watching him play just to the different things he does. But suddenly he's looking around and he's scrambling around and he's looking like uh, well, Kirk Cousins. No, 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 no. I will never in a million years. I mean, no, I, I like Kirk, the two different players. I mean, you cannot in any way, shape or form compare Patrick Mahomes to what Kirk Cousins. Uh, just don't go there, Joe. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, Super Bowl, and, and, and the pass protection is different. Pass, in that Super Bowl last year, I think they were missing both their tackles. Uh, I mean, that that he was running for his life in that, and that for for what little he did in that game was all him. Uh, you know, someone who's more stationary, who's not, who doesn't have that ability to go off script like a Kirk Cousins would have. Uh, probably never completed one pass in that Super Bowl last year. And this game was more coverage. This was more, I believe, was more coverage, yeah. more him just, you know, there not being anywhere for him to go to and him having this confidence in himself that he can kind of float around and, you know, do all these things. Uh, you know, uh, the sacks probably would have come for, for a stationary pocket pass would have come like that. But with, with Mahomes, it was, you know, him you know, going around and, then, you know, you think he's going to make a play because that's just what he does, but uh, there just wasn't enough there. And that's, that's why I say it's, I, I don't look at it as a too much of a ding on, on Patrick Mahomes. I look at what the Bengals did as very, very impressive. You know, all right. I'm not comparing them as the same quarterback. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, I enjoy watching Patrick Mahomes more than I enjoy watching Kirk Cousins. And I'm a Vikings fan, but my point is it, you just maybe have to, to, temper your criticism of a quarterback, any quarterback in this league when they don't get protection, you know, now that's an obvious statement. Yes. But I mean, even someone as superhuman, I mean, as Mahomes, he, he kind of mimicked putting on the, the cape when, when he got that last, when they got the coin flip or something like he was going to go out there and win it, you know, uh, at some point. And, and I, I just think that you have to cut, Kirk a little more slack. He's a pro bowler after all, for crying out loud. And Kirk's a little more slack. Now, granted, he's not Mahomes. He's never going to be. I don't even know that he's a guy that can lead a team to to uh, uh, the Super Bowl and get him over the hump in, in these in these situations. But he puts up good numbers and stuff, and he gets so much criticism. I just think you got to take it down a notch when you see even some of the best quarterbacks to have ever played the game struggle when the when the situation is not exactly perfect for them. Well, certainly, yeah. I mean, certainly, it's just it's just that they're they're able to the great ones are able to operate whenever it's not perfect. I mean, it's yeah. there's a difference between not perfect and a, a jailbreak like it was last year in that Super Bowl with Tampa Bay coming after uh, Mahomes. I mean, that's a that's a huge difference. There's a big gap there between. It's not like people ask you, is so and so a Hall of Famer? If you say no, their mind goes to 
you know, the guy's terrible as opposed to the guy's really, really good, but he's not a Hall of Famer. You know what I'm saying? So uh, to me, it's like, yeah, you, the 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 Rodgers, uh, the great ones, they they operate in that ability to, first of all, they know, like with Brady, just knew where everyone was. He wasn't a scrambler, obviously. But for 22 years, well, the bulk of his 22-year career, he knew everything. He knew everything, what was going to happen before it happened, and he knew where to go. Yes, he had, you know, he did also – played behind really good offensive lines, but he helped the offensive line. Uh, you know, what you see typically with guys like Kirk is that they're, they're not really helping the offensive line. They are what the offensive line is. And, you know, I spent half the year or over half the year reminding people of what Kirk did in these late game drives, Arizona, uh, Cincinnati, um, Carolina, you know, there was a big chunk of the season where Kirk did things that, it's what I, you know, I was saying it, you know, to me, it's like when we, you know, you get dug in on one side or the other Kirk and I bounce between both sides. I've been like, Hey, when he's, when he's winning games at the end and he's, he's coming back and he's beating Detroit, and he's doing this and that. And the other thing, that's great. You know, but whenever he, he's inconsistent and he's playing the Cowboys and they're, they got Cooper Cush, Cooper rush on the other side and he disappears, then you call it out. I mean, uh, he's good, but he's inconsistent, and he's yeah. he's he's good, but is he worth forty five million dollars? I you know I don't think that this is the primo prime job that that everyone you know everybody wanted to rush and say that this was the number one job out there. Um, it comes with the big Kirk Cousins that not only Kirk, but do you tie yourself to him long term? Do you you can't? I don't think you can play with him for forty five million in one season. You cut him, you trade him. What are you going to get in the trade? That's a big issue, and if you don't. You know, I, I personally probably wouldn't want to hitch my wagon to a guy who just got two guys fired or played a big role in getting two guys fired. I might look at it and like, you know, either you get a stopgap or you until Kellen Mond can play. I mean, the new team, the new guys might come in and say Kellen Mond can't play. Colin Kaepernick. Just kidding. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. I mean, if, if Harbaugh comes in, maybe all the Colin Kaepernick people that I think he's um, – it only feels like we've been talking about him for 20 years, but I think he's in his early, still in his early 30s. So, does he want to make that commitment? But the, would that be, uh, would Minnesota be the, you know, all eyes would be on Minnesota if Harbaugh and, uh, and Kaepernick come here? Yeah. You know, so, I love it personally. Well, you know, you better, you know, so you're saying can, we can continue to hammer Kirk, but he's going to be the quarterback of the future, I think, because Harbaugh comes from the Big Ten. Harbaugh's, you know, anyway. That that's my segue into this next section. You know, let's let's uh, head out of the. You know, we'll, we'll talk some more playoffs here in a minute. But the big news the past week since we were on the air, in fact, right after we were on the air, was uh, the uh, Vikings hiring uh, their general manager, uh, Quasi Abdulful Mansa, and you know he comes from. You know, they, they could have waited, you know, or they, they could have let us know earlier that they were going to do it since we taped our podcast and it was obsolete. As soon as we went out of the gate. But anyway, that's beside the point. They'll probably hire a coach while we're we're talking right now, Mark. I'm sure that's what will happen. But anyway, the thing about uh, uh, Quasi is, uh, you know, he went to Princeton. He's supposed to be a really smart guy. His last name is Mensa. Is he a part of the Mensa uh, group thing? Is that – I, anybody made that joke yet? Or I, I, I do. Yeah. Okay. So you're not a Mensa then either, I guess. No, I'm not a Mensa. Nor I. Um, uh, 
he uh, he comes. Everybody that I could see on social media was pretty pleased with the hire. Um, he, he he comes in here with you know a lot of accolades from people that know him in the league and say the Vikings made a great hire. In fact, I think it was Lynch from San Francisco who came out and said, "Yeah, they 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 got a good one there." Quasi uh, worked in San Francisco and then he worked in Cleveland. And I know, you know, you being a Cleveland guy, you've talked to some people. And do you do you know? Uh, do you have any thoughts on on him uh, and and uh, how he's going to uh, be for the Vikings' next general manager? Well, I mean, he, he won the interview, Joe. He won the interview. How many guys win the interview? They, well, they all win the interview. I'm losing this one right now. I can tell you that he, he uh, he's you know he's brilliant. He's he's uh, he's humble. He's brilliant. He's smart. He's uh, he's he's the first true um like um hire of of a guy that's comes you know from the analytics background well you know, the word analytics gets kicked around we all aren't sure how to define it but it's just it's data and the way they i liked how he described it it's it's the, you know humans have the human brain has the the ability to um you know handle complex evaluations and everything but what analytics does is it maybe balances out your preconceived uh, prejudices when you're looking at a guy, you know? So if he can combine, you know, that's what the beauty of like what they do in San Francisco, you know, Cleveland did it. It worked for a year. It took a step back for a year. Cincinnati is a, probably has the least amount of analytics people. I think they have one person in their department. So and look where they're at. So, uh, but what I like about him is he's intelligent. Um, he's, He's got the humility. He's got the ability to bring people, seems to have the ability to bring people together, but it's going to be proven out on what he does and how it results in wins and losses. And, you know, what I wrote about last week, whenever he was hired was the, it's going to be the obvious comparison is, I mean, the Vikings, I thought had a brilliant plan on their final stretch run to, um, to make their GM hire. They had, they had Ryan Poles, who was a, Say a little bit younger. He's like 36 years old. He was a former football player at Boston College, tried to play in the league, didn't make it. Went back to Boston College, became a recruiter. A year later, he starts the journey that's the traditional journey as a scout, you know, assistant director, director, comes up, and now he's the GM. He's a football guy, uh, but he's, he's young. So, he's you know, he's not just an old grizzled, you know, he's going to be probably got an open mind. So they were going to interview him the day after they interviewed Quasey. Well, the Bears stepped in and hired him. So uh, it actually gave him more money. And to me now, the obvious thing becomes, you know, now the Vikings, you know, they have, they already announced their two out of the eight people that they interviewed. They have two finalists. They announce them. So it really put paints that I think paints them into the corner where you're not going to open it back up to and to do another, pull someone else out and do a second interview. Both teams are extremely happy about their hires. They, they made that perfectly clear. It seems genuine. But they get hired a day apart. One of them was supposed to come here and interview, but cut it short and went to Chicago. I think it's going to be fascinating to watch these two different types of, not completely different, but uh, different types of uh, philosophies competing in the same division to try and catch Green Bay. You know, I, I, I like the way you put it, but I like the way Quasi put it too about analytics and, and, you know, it's not, it's, it's part of the equation. It's not the whole equation. I'm right. I'm, I'm like, you're a grizzled old vet here that had, I had to be dragged along a little bit to just totally embrace analytics. I see, I see the value of it, but it, it doesn't, it doesn't uh, throw the passes or make the tackles and in, in every situation you encounter is different. And I, I, I 
Um, so I think it's, it's part of it. And I like that I, for him to come out and say that it's just like, okay, we, we, we can have a marriage with these two, uh, schools of thought going forward and analyzing football players and, and everything, every other sporting league. And so I was happy to hear that he does have a good demeanor. I, I think he's, uh, going to be interesting, but as you said, and I think you even said it online or maybe on, in the paper is he's going to be judged by ultimately every movie makes. And he's about to step into the biggest one he's going to make, uh, probably certainly in this first year. But uh, maybe, maybe yeah, for I, yeah. I mean, to me, talk, talking to people in Cleveland um, who didn't get a lot of exposure to him, I think they had one press conference with him after they drafted a guy in the second or third round in 2021. Uh, the feeling was Alex you know, probably too soon. It's probably he's not really ready for it, but. You know, you could, could have said the same thing about Mike Tomlin when he went to Pittsburgh as head coach. Uh, you could say the same thing about a lot of this. A lot of people they get hired at this. Um, he, you know, Andrew Barry brought him in and was was kind of giving him that because uh, Andrew, Andrew Barry is a kind of a hybrid. He comes from scouting. He comes from analytics. He's more of that modern, you know, uh, GM. Well, this guy was being brought along on the on the personnel side, getting more and more. Uh, work on that side well he gets hired you know before two years uh, with the browns so you know to me it's like it might you could say it might be too early or it he's perfect but he won the interview <laughs> he looks great he's smart there's no question he's he's, he's a brilliant mind but you know he's gonna be that's all we can say right now that's all we can we can't can't yeah. say if he's gonna be he's gonna win a super bowl or he's gonna get fired in five years just don't yeah. know if, if, if there's you got a guy that's uh, smart, as we've all said here, uh, and he should have the ability to you know learn on the job and probably learn quickly. You got to learn quickly in this league. You better pick up things and and you know and and I you know as we uh, segue into the, the the coaching hire here that the thing I, I it all of a sudden I, I'm I'm not a big Harbaugh guy, um, and I can go into that in a little bit, but. All of a sudden, just sitting here talking with you, it dawns on me, well, maybe that's not such a bad move because here's the guy with more experience. I thought, I want for, for you know, if we're going to go all in, we get younger guys, get a younger GM, get a younger coach, get, you know, get on and, and, and ascend, you know, like a lot of these other teams we see, we see you know, uh, McVay and, and Shanahan and, and uh, the guy over in uh, Green Bay, whatever the hell his name is. And uh, – yeah, so we see. I kind of want that, but you know, Harbaugh seems like a retread. But you know, maybe if it's a guy that is just on the cusp and and going to start ascending in the job, learning, and why not have a veteran that has been around the league that knows? I, I don't know. I mean, that, that, that's that occurs to me now. It's not what I want. I'm not a Harbaugh guy, and uh, I know you can address the fact of how how Jimmy is with the media <laughs> and how excited they might be to see him come in here, but. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is one of the four candidates and, and a very divisive one, but people are going gaga over him coming in here. And I'm just, not, I, I, I'm not one of them yet. I don't know. Thoughts. I mean, I mean, you know, uh, the reason that he likes, he, he picks him is because uh, Quasi got hired in San Francisco in 2013. By that time, Harbaugh took over a, a bad 49ers team during the strike year and went 13-3, and three, went to the NFC Championship game. Second year, he went he made it back to the NFC Championship game. Quasey gets hired. So when Quasey walks in the building, he's he's fresh out of whatever, Stanford or, or no, Wall Street. He was on Wall Street. So he comes in, he's 
you've seen this guy that has turned around the 49 took the 49ers who hadn't had a winning season in eight years hadn't been to playoffs in eight years he sees all of a sudden back-to-back nfc championship games harbaugh goes to a third one uh well the second one um yeah 2012 the year before quasi's hired is not only does he make it the nfc championship game he goes to the super bowl and uh, and, and loses to 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 his brother in the in the in the Ravens. So then, the, you know, Quasi's first year, they go back again to the NFC Championship, and I believe that's the one where Richard Sherman made the play at the end, or they would have gone to back to back Super Bowls. So Quasi's obviously thinking quick turn. You know, um, a guy that um, stepped in and and convinced uh, Alex Smith not to leave, convinced Alex Smith to, to get his fresh start in San Francisco. Alex Smith was tremendous for him that first year. Uh, they drafted Kaepernick. Uh, Harbaugh knows he's not ready the first year, but the second year, even uh, even though you the, the saying is you don't lose your job because of an injury, Smith gets a concussion. Kaepernick comes in against the Bears on a Monday night, and then the rest is history. He plays all the way up to the Super Bowl. So um, you're looking at a guy that, I mean, if you're Quasey, uh, all the baggage and the quirkiness and the sayings and uh, the overwhelming personality that it is Jim Harbaugh. If you boil it down, you go, okay, uh, you, he came in, the team hadn't made the playoffs in eight years. He turned them around a playoff team, handled the quarterback they had, uh, picked the quarterback and had him start in the next year and went to the Super Bowl. So those are the kind of things he's looking at. What I don't understand is uh, you, you had that press conference and you talk about the collaboration and uh, getting all the departments together, blah, blah, blah. You know, Realistically, is that going to happen with Jim Harbaugh? Jim Harbaugh is going to come in. He's going to hear that. And he's going to say, yeah, yeah, whatever. And he's going to, I want this. Uh, and typically, um, you know, Harbaugh lasted, I think, four years at Stanford, I think four years with the 49ers. Um, did he, did he overlap with Lynch at all? He didn't, did he? No, no, no. He and Balky had a, had a split. Uh, some people say he was fired. Uh, you know, the, the release when they he was when they, at the end of that 14 season when they finished eight and eight and missed the playoffs. Within five minutes of him coming off the podium, there was a statement that said that you know they both sides mutually parted parted ways, agreed to part ways. And I think he was hired by Michigan a day later or whatever. So you know the thing on Harbaugh is he he burns brightly successfully, but it's quick. It's a it's a quick burn. Uh, and so if he comes here, you know, you're not looking at him being here 10 years. You're looking at him probably being here, uh, you know, three years, four years. And it's going to be, it's going to be entertaining. Get your popcorn. It'll, it'll be good for podcasts and everything. Probably won't be the best for the people that have to interview him every day. Uh, let's put it this way. The people who wanted Zim out the door because he didn't think he was media friendly, you're, you know, uh, be careful what you wish for. Cause, uh, you know, not that that matters in the grand scheme of things. People don't care about that stuff. Uh, don't, only, only the few handful of, that we, we care about that stuff. But to me, you know, this is uh, it's a fascinating to think about it as a hire. But uh, Quasi, if he wants to if he wants to be in charge, I don't know if this is the guy you hire. But I would agree we'll with that. Is, is this the out of the box uh, hire you might have expected from this guy coming in? Uh, you know, he comes in with the analytics. He comes in with the fresh mind, the fresh attitude from a different background, not exactly your usual uh, GM. You know, I could see this, you know, if they had gotten some older guy to come in and be GM. I could see Rick Spielman hiring him. But I, I, I just – I'm surprised by – how this gained so much steam and, you know, the Vikings were plodding along and making their picks and soon, you know, doing their interviews. 
And then Quasi comes in, and suddenly Jim Harbaugh's in the picture, and it's like, wow, that's all of a sudden like uh, yeah. this is what we've been waiting for. I mean, I I, I wanted to see something bolder or or less. This is pretty bold. <laughs> it's bold, it's a, but it's, this is a bold move. He may if he, but right now it's it's only you know he's kicking tires right now. So people, yeah. you know, he, Harbaugh hasn't been hired yet. So I sort of give him credit for the set. I mean, he's he has. They've interviewed everybody from D'Amico Ryans, who's 37 years old, who played, who's playing in the league five years ago, one year on defensive coordinator, uh, to up to Harbaugh, who's 58 years old, uh, you know, was in the league for, uh, he was only a quarterback's coach, for, I think, for Indianapolis for two years. And then he went to Stanford and then he, you know, goes to the 49ers. So you have everything from, you know, the, the guy who has no experience to the guy who has a lot of experience. And, uh, you know, and then you got all these coordinators. So right now, I I, I like you know I, people should like the the wide net that's been that's been cast. Let's see let's see what happens. Uh, you know they they've already they've already had some people you know leave uh, take their names out. D'Amico Ryan's took his name out. Uh, Quinn took his name out. Uh, and and Harbaugh and Harbaugh. Uh, yeah, and then the Hackett gets hired in Denver. So and uh, you know Denver Denver's a pretty popular spot if all the the smoke about Rogers maybe following him if Rogers follows uh, Hackett to Denver then Denver all along was the number one hot spot to go you know uh, I like I personally would like Miami because uh, you know they've had two back to back winning seasons they got a a young quarterback that maybe isn't perfect but he's a uh, he's certainly cap friendly and he's got a uh, depending on who you get to work with him, uh, could have a high ceiling. Uh, There's talk about Harbaugh going there too. Well, well I, you know, I was going to say that I think part of this, and again, I don't know Harbaugh, but just knowing of Harbaugh and reading about Harbaugh and talking to people who know Harbaugh, um, you know, uh, Stephen Ross, the, the owner of the of the Dolphins, is I believe a Michigan alum, big booster. He's on record as saying he would never uh, be the guy that. That causes uh, Harbaugh to leave Michigan. Well, you know, to me, it's it could be Harbaugh saying, "Well, we'll drum up interest with the the Vikings." You know, maybe the Vikings are in on it. Who knows? Uh, and where, you know, sit, he goes and interviews for the he goes and interviews with the Vikings first, and all of a sudden Ross is off the hook. He doesn't have to. He's not the guy that's gonna that's gonna break him away. He's going away anyways. And, and for Harbaugh to come here on National Signing Day. You're the head coach of Michigan. It's <laughs> signing day, and, and your head coach. I mean, how, how pissed would you be if you're if you're Michigan right now? Uh, but then again, I what? How happy at, would you be if you're from Ohio like you are? Because he's, he's well, he, uh, actually, I think he, I think he played he played Ohio State 42 times and lost 41 times. So I don't know. He had, he had one year, you know. So uh, I was pretty happy with him in place at Michigan for for quite a few years. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, but then again, I, I think Michigan cut his pay in half last year or something. So, you know, Harbaugh's, uh, he's been known to hold a few grudges on, on people. So this could be his, I didn't, know, I didn't know that about the pay. Yeah, he is out. He is gone. If, if they cut his pay in half, he's gone. Oh, no, he, he's gone because you don't, you don't interview on a national signing day and not, and come back. You don't say, Oh, Hey, my bad. I, I didn't I, I changed my mind. He's gone. Yeah. He's it doesn't matter where he's going. Isn't he kind of nutty? Well, that's the that's the book on him. Is uh, might be, there might be a more modern 
politically correct way of saying it, Joe. So you might want to brush up on that. So really, I, don't um, know. I thought that was going pretty easy there, but uh, yeah. know, I, I think if I'd have lost to my brother in the Super Bowl, I I, I might I don't know what I would do. I'd probably go uh, nutty. I'd probably get a little nutty. Uh, sorry, Bob or Bill, who's ever listening. Um, anyway. Uh, He's he is taken over the uh, the all the talking points and all the fervor and all the steam in this hire right now. But there are three other candidates the Vikings are are looking at, and uh, uh, I guess you ran it down here that the DC or Patrick Graham is uh, isn't he from the Jets? A defensive Giants. Defensive Giants. coordinator for the Giants. Yeah. Yeah, they're gonna uh, talk to him tomorrow as as well as Harbaugh on Wednesday. Harbaugh's Harbaugh's Wednesday. Yeah. Harbaugh. yeah. I didn't know I thought uh, Graham is today, Tuesday. Graham today, I'm sorry, I can't read. And uh, they flew out today or last night to talk to a couple L.A. Uh, coordinators. Uh, Kevin O'Connell was the offensive coordinator for the Rams. And and uh, was there another one out there? Yeah, Raheem Morris, the defensive coordinator. <laughs> yeah. So uh, those guys were all – I mean – a lot of people were talking how they liked him and, and even, you know, people in the media and what have you, those guys. But uh, Harbaugh just kind of came in and eclipsed it, you know, with, with this name. And, I, and, gosh, I just don't feel it. I thought, you know, I thought he was going to – you know, well, maybe he went to, uh, to resurrect his career in Michigan, and he, this is where he wants to be all along. But, uh, um, you know, I, <laughs> I was listening to a, a Colin Coward interview with him uh, a while back, and it was just – uh, it was back in, when he had just first came to Michigan, and and it was so painful to listen to Mark. He, I, he, I don't think he, he's going to be even Zim. Zim was fun because he would he would take his shots, and he would you know he wasn't he wasn't terrible, but boy, he was uh, not polite sometimes when when responding to the media and a little snarky. Uh, uh, um, Harbaugh just has this sense of man, I don't want to be here. So I'm going to give you three word answers and let's get this on and get this over with, you know, and it's, it's, it's well, be- yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. people that people that thought Zim or, th- I, you know, I like Zim. I'm on record as uh, I, I like the guy, but if people thought that he was arrogant, you know, who, you know, wait, wait till you get a load of this. Uh, you know, that's, that's the impression that I have. I don't want to judge him before he gets here and, and how he handles, but we've seen that we've, we've seen enough of, what he's what he's like that uh, uh, he kind of takes all the air out of the room. So we'll uh, be very interesting. Yeah. Um, do you? Ha- you know, I, I'm just going to put you on the spot. Do you have a prediction how it will? And I mean, you have no reason to to have any inside information because you don't know Quasi any more than any other media person does or people that are looking on it. You know, we don't know what he's going to decide. But w- what's your gut telling you what's going to happen here? Well, I think I think they're being played by Harbaugh, or they're part of the. I mean, I see Harbaugh. I mean, uh, in Miami, uh, just that's my guess. Uh, I I don't see him here. I see Miami is a better job. I see Miami is where he probably wanted to go. Uh, this is his way of kind of working it out, but could be wrong. Uh, you know, O'Connell is interesting. He's a young guy. I think he's thirty six years old. He's the offensive coordinator for the Rams. He's got the McVay, you know, crown of McVay there. Uh, he worked with Quasey in uh, San Francisco. I, the two of them overlapped in San Francisco for a bit. Uh, if they keep Cousins, uh, 
O'Connell was his quarterback's coach in 2017, so he might be running, probably going to be running the same type of Shanahan McVay system, or similar to what Stefanski and uh, Kubiak put together in 2019. So, yeah, as a younger guy, it's he's overlaps with Quasey. You know, uh, Gannon, the defensive coordinator for Philadelphia, I thought was a guy, but you don't hear we don't, aren't hearing much about him. But that's not to say that he doesn't surface. Uh, but, uh, you know, especially if the Rams win the Super Bowl, um, not that they would do it just because of that, but, you know, that's kind of start that you'd be, people would be really excited about. I do think that if they hired Harbaugh, I, you know, I could be wrong. Maybe you're a better judge of this. Uh, but I think, I think Vikings fans would go crazy. I think they would love it, you know, at least initially. You know? It sure seems like it. You know the the Vikings. because he would he would come in with this you know this arrogance and this uh, I don't know how the building that you know the, the, the book on him is it, it, it like I said it burns brightly and brilliantly but it goes out pretty quick. It seems so antithetical to the way they said they were going to conduct this and the way, way the players were saying what they didn't like about Zim. I mean Harbaugh comes in with a little bit of that, a little bit of. Uh, Arrogance, a little bit of the standoffishness. I don't know if he's, a, you know, he 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 would he would be more he would better for two sides of the ball. I think he would be a better at that than Zim. But he he seems personality wise uh, not to check the boxes that the uh, people like Kendricks and O'Neill were looking for him to do to put your arm around you and say, hey, how's it going? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's over. You know, he got results. Now, now again, it's the league is now we're now. 10, 11 years down the road. So even in those 10, 11 years, things change. When he came in in 2011, uh, again, it was the lockout. So they didn't have really have an off season. Alex Smith came in and bought into to, uh, Harbaugh's, you know, decided to come back, bought into it. It was actually uh, Alex Smith that like during, there was a brief break and when there's an injunction or something where the, the doors opened up again for like a day or two. That's when Alex Smith uh, went in. You talk to people in San Francisco, and they tell you Alex Smith went in and gathered all the Harbaugh's coaching points in his, his playbook, and and he and he organized like workouts with the players. Uh, so Harbaugh did get the players to buy in. Uh, they will tell you in San Francisco that whenever the, that new CBA came out and their uh, practices changed, got lighter, the Harbaugh came in, worked them harder than they've ever been worked. So. Can you do that in today's league? I, I don't know if you can come in and be a, a hard ass in this league. Yeah. Um, you know, Zimmer was, uh, but Zimmer learned to take it easier on the players later in the year. Uh, I think Harbaugh comes in as a guy that's going to be, you know, it's going to be hard on him. He's going to practice him hard. And uh, also he's coming from a world of college. He's been coaching teenagers and 20 year olds for since 2015. So it might yeah, it's uh, well, it might help might. You know, you might like Urban Meyer learned that coaching yeah. grown grown men was uh, not not something he could do. I mean, obviously, Harbaugh's done it and did it successfully, but you know, players change, and their play, players have changed even more since uh, 2011 to 2014. I would agree with you. I, I know that if the Vikings do hire Jim Harbaugh, if I were the Chicago Bears. I would go immediately and hire Mike Ditka to a, a, a role on the staff because of, of the, the kryptonite that that guy is for Harbaugh when he played as quarterback for the Bears and came to the Metrodome many years ago. You might Were you around for that one, that, that meltdown when 
when uh, Harbaugh uh, oh, on TV. Uh, yeah. That way he threw the gum, or is that did Har- uh, Ditka yeah. throw his gum or something? Yeah, he he called an audible for a play that that Ditka sent in there, and and he threw an interception, and the Vikings end up beating the Bears. And, Boy, yeah, I was pissed. I, 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 if I were the Bears, I'd hire Dickett just in some kind of role, just to stand on the sidelines most games when Harbaugh comes in. I would, I would pay extra money to watch Mike Dickett coach any modern player right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, on that note, let's let's take a quick break here, and uh, we'll be back with the next segment. We'll talk a little, you know, some of the headlines going on around the league, and and just a, a little bit more on the the games we saw last week. So. Come on back for Vikings Territory Breakdown. Mankato? Okay. Well, that's coming. That's coming. Okay. Uh, Welcome back to uh, uh, Vikings Territory Breakdown with myself, Joe Burley, and Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, you know, as we were talking earlier, pretty crazy games, uh, you know, entertaining games once again. Uh, you know, the, the Chiefs-Bengals uh, game was looking like a sleeper, and and we talked about how the defense turned things around. I got to give some uh, – take my hat off to uh, uh, Joe Burrow just a little bit. My goodness, I've seen him two weeks now. The guy comes off a, a torn ACL and you know, from last year. He comes back, and he's got some escapability back there for a big uh, – I wouldn't call him lumbering. He can move pretty good, but my goodness, he's he's uh, you know he 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 a week ago he was sacked nine times and he was getting harassed this weekend by the Chiefs back there and he was stands in there makes plays and does not seem at all you know a rattled. He's got great poise back there for a second year player. He's got the confidence, uh, borderline cockiness that you need, I think, in this league. He's got. Uh, He's got the arm. He's, he seems to know the game. My goodness, this guy is going to be good for a long time. And if they can put an offensive line in front of him, they're they're going to be they're going to be the new Patriots for a while. I mean, I'm not you know I'm not saying that I'm not going to speak that much hyperbole, but uh, they're going to be good. And uh, so I'm hoping they don't win because I, I I want some I like teams to earn it. I mean I even want Tiger Woods to win the Masters that year. I was happy in the first round when he shot a 40 on the front nine, you know, in his first Masters that he won. I said, okay, come on, Tiger. You can't come in and take over the league right out of the gate. But then he did anyway. Well, I want Joe to earn it just a little bit. So maybe, you know, maybe. Uh, I think he's, I think what he's done the last three weeks is a uh, pretty good uh, earning. Uh, that's true. Uh, he's, the first, he's the first number one overall pick to, to, to get to the Super Bowl. And is uh, within the, within two years. So typically, those guys get stuck on the Jacksonvilles, the Cincinnatis of the world. Um, but you know, like I mean, Zach Taylor. But what was his record after two or three years? Uh, what, five and twenty-seven or something like that. Um, you know, so you, you get this quarterback who's, um, you know, we always every year we talk about what I don't want to just it's, it's guys it's Kirk and guys like Kirk. But typically, you know, an easy whenever you don't have a story to, or there's a point in every training camp where you say, you know, uh, something about Kirk going off script and how they work on it in practice and how they, you know, they have drills where, you know, we, uh, you know where Kirk can learn how to be this, you know, swashbuckler, you know, when things break down, he, he's working on it. Well, either you have it or you don't have it. And Joe Burrow has it. Does. Um, and guys, there's typically other guys that just don't have it. 
And as far as them becoming the Patriots, well, it's like you look at the AFC. I mean, who 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 right now would be that team? Because Buffalo has you know all these quarterbacks that are twenty six and under, twenty seven and under. You know, Mahomes, he's not done. Uh, Herbert, Herbert, Herbert uh, uh, Josh Allen, um, Burrow. Yeah, you know, in the AFC. So right yeah, yeah. I mean, and then uh, so. It's it's a really it's a I don't think the league's ever been deeper at quarterback. I mean, there's still teams that are you know starving for quarterbacks, um, but it's just uh, there's so many good young quarterbacks. And you know, Tom Brady now finally or rumor about his retirement happened on Saturday, Sunday, whatever. You know, a little disappointed. To, it's it's amazing when you talk about a guy who's played 22 years and he leaves in his prime, <laughs> and he leaves with something left on the table. It's like. You kind of just wanted him to keep playing and see what he could do at 45, 6, 7. Uh, but this obviously tells you the amount of work, two things, the amount of work it takes to be Tom Brady and also the fact that the Buccaneers financially cannot cannot stay where they are and Brady isn't going to go through any kind of rebuild at all. This was just a – this wasn't even a reboot this year. This was all 22 coming back for the first time since I believe the Raiders in the late seventies. So this was probably in his mind the whole time was, Hey, one more. And then they're, they're not going to be able to keep the team around him that that he needs. And uh, so in a way it's good that he, it doesn't go out like you and I remember watching uh, Joe Namath and uh, Johnny Unitas and stuff like that. You know, I saw a a tweet this morning by a, a TV station in New York, KWNBC or something some damn thing, and they're saying Tom Brady, comma, who lost uh, two games to the New York Giants in a 22-year legendary career is retiring. I go, oh, my God. <laughs> you can't get any better than that about, you know, a homer, homerism for, for that kind of thing. You know, that, that's the headline that he lost twice to the Giants in the Super Bowl. Well, so. Yeah, and those two games, those two, I don't know what's going to happen, but those two games might get Eli. Eli Manning might be the first guy to get it, put in the Hall of Fame for two games. <laughs> so great. That's, that's, that's oversimplifying it, but uh, you know, uh, you look at the at the, you know, that especially the, the team that was eighteen and zero. I mean, they were going to be nineteen and zero. It was just a matter of Randy Moss you know, didn't get a ring. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's it, you talked about the quarterbacks, and there are there's a whole you know it's a whole bunch of uh, good you know even include you could include Miami's quarterback Tua in there in that list of AFC quarter, young quarterbacks that are coming up. I think he there's he's still going to be pretty good. He's he's struggled a little bit, but I think eventually he's going to figure it out and get there. But if in the NFC, if you lose you're losing uh, 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 Brady, if you possibly lose uh, Rodgers, or he goes to the AFC Denver Broncos, suddenly there's a bit of a dearth of of really top name quarterbacks in the NFC and, and the field comes wide open. I don't think Dak Prescott is, is any great shakes. I don't think, you know, you sort of got Jalen Hurts is not the guy. Um, Matthew Stafford all of a sudden rises to the, to the, to the top of that list for, you know, and, and well, Russell Wilson, but he's, you know, wavering, you don't know what's going to happen with him. So suddenly the balance of young, good quarterbacks on the rise is, is, has really changed. To, towards the AFC and, and the NFC is kind of looking like a wide open, you know, maybe you do want to hang on to a Kirk Cousins and have Harbaugh bring in a, a, a Colin Kaepernick as backup. You know, I, I take Colin Kaepernick as backup. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, 
You think that Colin Kaepernick is going to come back into the league and be a backup? Yeah, because he knows uh, that Kirk is going to be. If he comes back into the league and you're going to have all that attention, you better you better be making him your starter. I I, I would just like to see it because Kirk's Kirk's time for not being injured is 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 up. He's going to get. I thought he was going to get injured this year, but you know instead he got COVID. But uh, 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 they got to get somebody besides Mannion behind him, and or at least you know somebody to to hold the place and to, and keep drafting quarterbacks. Mark, I want him to draft another quarterback, and I want him to do it early. I don't care. You know, I, they, they have other needs, but you know they've got to keep taking a bite of that apple because when you look at the playoffs and you look at what wins in this league, ultimately it's quarterback play. I think you know we haven't talked about the NFC games when and Stafford was 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 good was very good but he's still Stafford he's not he's not I wouldn't call him elite and on the other side of the corner I thought all week that's why uh San Francisco was going to lose because of Garoppolo wasn't going to be able to withstand against a great uh Rams defense and and in the end I think that's what happened Garoppolo is going to be moving on but uh, and I, and I will admit that that thought allowed me to beat you in our little bet back, our prediction bet back and forth. So whenever you want to send me my Mankato Brewery beer. Uh, ah, 4513. That's an early, early mention. Yes. So, uh, I, you know, quarterback play is huge. It's huge in this league. And and I've heard people say you've got you've got to almost waste a pick on them every year if they're if not a wasted but it, certainly you should have uh uh spielman should have when he had 27 picks in every draft should have drafted about three quarterbacks and you know had a competition and then cut a couple after the camp i i you know so you he, so if, if spielman would have drafted quarterbacks and cut them every year you don't think that would have been a problem well of course it would i i, I, I exaggerate a little bit but i think you got to draft the right one yeah, yeah you got to draft it do you think Kellen Mond is, is going to develop into something that they can? I have no idea. I I wouldn't think so. I mean, but I don't know. I mean, we didn't see him. We didn't see anything about him. Uh, Zimmer didn't want any part of him. Uh, you know, and I don't blame Zimmer. You know, um, I mean, he when they lost to Green Bay, he was done. So, you know, to me, it's like, are we going to take a look at, at Kellen Mond? Okay, well, if I'm Zimmer, all right, and I'm probably thinking I'm going to get fired. No, screw you. I, you know, I'm not going to be auditioning Kellen Mond for anything. I'm going to try and win a game. Um, and, he, you know, I still think if, if they beat, you know, it's a big if, but if they had had Kirk and, you know, gone into Green Bay and won that game and then they win the next week, you know, they get into the playoffs. I think they, they're here. I mean, I, I honestly believe it was a – they weren't going to get fired if they made the playoffs. And Calvin so – fumble against Cincinnati in week one. They I had see, the same right, record. The whole – the whole season was was ifs 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 you know but you know there's a lot of other ifs about you know um you know the lions you know i mean they what they look what they did for the last 30 seconds to beat the lions i mean if they anything goes wrong there you know they lose the lions twice so uh i mean it just they are what their record was and but to me with kelamon it, that's if you, if you come in at that, that, you know, not only Kirk, but you got to make some sort of evaluation on him. I mean, he was, he looked awful in the uh, preseason. Didn't, you know, all the things that you heard. I mean, it's hard. It's so hard to base anything on practice, but didn't, didn't I don't think he was the greatest. He didn't do anything to really turn any heads in practice. So, 
Uh, I mean, I think he has to be your, he either has to be your backup quarterback. You have to have enough confidence for him to be your backup or you just, you know, you're a new regime. So you've got a blank slate. Just get rid of him if, and go with someone else. If if you, if you can't play, you think, you know, if, 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 if Harbaugh becomes the coach, I think it becomes the coach's decision, whether or not what they do with Zim or with, with Kirk. If, uh, if it's one of these other untried uh, first-time head coaches. I think more of it goes back to Quasi uh, 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 and and the Will. So, what do you think? What What do you think? It's a what they're going to do with Kirk in in these two scenarios. You, what do you I think, think? I think I think your coach has to be in charge of. Yeah. You know, well, it's not saying not in charge because there's it's the financial part is so massive with Kirk, but you have to your your coach has to make the decision on. Can you win with Kirk, and what can you do with Kirk, and better spell it out what you think you can do with him, and then you got to figure out the financials. So that's where, yeah, to me, that's where this whole collaborative thing. Although Spielman wasn't like a my way or the highway guy, I don't think is. You know, there was a lot of collaboration there. Whenever they were doing well, it was you know kumbaya. Whenever all when it all hell broke loose and everything fell, all the wheels fell off, then that's when you have. You know, Spielman sniping now and Tim's girlfriend sniping. And so, yeah, this is how it always ends because losing leads to finger pointing. And when you get fired, and then you find out just all the inner workings of just how bad things got. That's why I think if I'm crazy, I don't hire Harbaugh. I, I, I think you cede too much uh, uh, power to him and – uh, it isn't as collaborative as they've talked about. If 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 a guy with his resume comes in, suddenly you're going to say, "Oh, this guy, he's he wins everywhere he goes." I gotta I gotta defer to him. I gotta defer to him. And and Quasi's, you know, this is his first time as a general manager. You know, I I don't know. I it, that doesn't seem to me to be two guys running side by side as much as you know one maybe above the other. And I I, I that's where I would like to see him grab one of these other guys who may be a first time head coach and they can go together. You know? I don't think it's I don't think it's the resume you get you 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 fear. It's the personality. It's the person. I mean you want someone who's done what Harbaugh did in San Francisco. Well I called um, him nutty. I didn't want to say anything. I mean you want the success that he had those first three years. You don't want, you know, the circus that happened at the end. So right, right. And that's typically what it's gonna happen. So uh, yeah, you probably not, it's probably not the best, wouldn't be the best match if you want to do all the things you say you're going to do. But also, you, do you want your general manager being kind of weak and afraid of hiring who, who he thinks might be the best guy? So uh, it, it'd be a test of his ability to be the be the boss. He's never been the boss before. I, I really think it all comes down to one question. You know, the two guys, coach, whoever it is in that jam bring Kirk in the room and say, you're going to re you're going to renegotiate. And he says, no. Okay. We're going to try and trade you. Now, granted, they probably won't be able to trade anybody for that massive $45 million cap hit or whatever it is. And, uh, so I, I think that's, you know, that that's all comes down to that. And Kirk kind of hinted at it. I, I, you know, I think Kirk could uh, thrive in with a new regime here and, and maybe even Kellen Mond. So I, you know, I would like to see, I, 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 if they bring in Harbaugh, I think it's a win-now attitude. I think they keep Kirk. They get him to renegotiate. They maybe, you know, extend him for a year to 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 uh, with the cap hit, and make that less, and 
and then you bridge. He's the bridge till somebody. Well, yeah, but I, I'm not a I'm not a cap guy, but uh, yeah, it's he he'll, he'll, he'll renegotiate, but he's not going to do it for the team's sake. I mean, just for the team's sake, just for the team's he's sake. Not. He's going to be no. What I'm saying is that you you end up yeah you you bring his cap number down, but then you tie yourself to him longer term. Right, and that, that this is this is what's kind of been. This is what gets people fired whenever they don't gamble right on guys like Kirk Cousins. I mean, they bring him in in 2018. They don't make the playoffs. Okay, that's okay. Uh, then 2019, there's a window for him. You know, the, the ultimate window for Zimmer was 2017, and he had a, some guy off the scrap heap that was his quarterback. It took him all the way, you know, all the way, almost from start to finish. When everybody else was, everybody else was going to jump off the ledge on, after they lost to Pittsburgh in week two. They Went to one and one. It was like, hey, just let this guy, you know, let, let put up a fight a little bit. Then they go to the NFC Championship game. Well, that window closed. That was the ultimate window. But this window for Kirk was 2019 because you you, you and you upset the the, the, the Saints, but it, you spent so much energy getting to the playoffs and beating the Saints that you get killed in San Francisco. And after that game, it was just a slippery slope all the way down until what we saw everybody getting fired. Because Kirk's contract suddenly was too big for Zimmer's defense to coexist. And you had to flush your top three corners, your nose tackle. And your nose tackle was the first move you made when you got here in 2014. And he still had a little life left in him out the door. Your, your corners out the door. And all of a sudden, 2020 becomes this romper room, a bunch of kids playing corner. And it's, and it's, you know, injuries, hunters injured, disaster. And then they just, well, we're going to plug some holes with Patrick Peterson and, you know, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson and see what we can do. Well, what they did is they plugged it. They made themselves, kept themselves slightly below average as opposed to falling off the, you know, going to two and whatever. So, well, that's, uh, that, that window when you don't get it. So to me, it's like, is there going to be another window that opens for Kirk if you tie yourself to him for three, four more years? Probably not. So you play with him one year. I don't know. I just, however it fits, if you can play with him at whatever his cap number is, this 45, I don't think you can, but then you're done with him. But you know, to me, it seems like maybe a trade is uh, would be the way to go. But if I knew the answers to this, they'd be interviewing me tomorrow uh, with Harbaugh. But uh, so I don't have those answers, so it'd be fascinating to watch whoever does what they do with it. For me, it's uh, you, you decide on Harbaugh. It's it's a it's a win now approach. You decide on any of the other guys, you get a little grace period, you know. And the uh, the roster could go either way. You could easily start jettisoning some people if you're go, if you're going to want to start building. If uh, if it's Harbaugh. Then you figure out a way to use Kirk, and and I think that tomorrow is, and what happens after that's really going to say how how it is going forward. But we'll see. No idea, no question there. I, I I'll ask you quickly. Going to watch the Pro Bowl because Kirk's in it. You know, it's funny because a year uh, maybe whatever year uh, McKinney made the Pro Bowl, this would have been early mid two thousands. Um, I. I I hadn't watched the Pro Bowl since like 1975 or whatever. When I was a kid, and I, I remember it, I, it, was, it was in Miami the week before. What's that? Is that? Yeah, it was in Miami. It was in, It was in Miami the week before the Super Bowl. 
So I went down early and covered the the, uh, the Pro Bowl. That's where Bryant McKinney got kicked off the Pro Bowl team because he was out at King of Diamonds. Uh, and here's a guy that went on a uh, uh, social media run of to get people to vote for him, gets on the team, and then he doesn't show up at any practices. And the Pro Bowl practices, they kind of walk out onto a field and talk for a while. And, you know, it's, it's less than a walkthrough. So, yeah, when he got didn't show up, you're, like, calling around to see where, where where's Bryant McKinney. Then I watched the game, and I'm, like, sitting there going, this is why I haven't seen the Pro Bowl in 30 years, because it's it's not a football game. It's just I'm not sure what it is. Uh, but, you know, I, in today's world, I mean, I don't think you can really get hurt in it because they don't really – but you still got to tackle. There are, there are tackles. There isn't much of a pass rush. I think there's kind of an unwritten rule from what I've – the rare parts I've seen. Uh, you don't probably don't hit the quarterback a whole lot. Uh, so I don't know. It's not much of a game. No, I, I I'll be watching Pebble beach. Yeah. I'm the same way. We're probably on the same page there. I, I made a comment about it one time and got roasted online for it. saying just, uh, just, just, you know, the whole non tackling and not anything. It's, it's, it, it's, I'm going to have to watch it now just so I can, uh, reaffirm my, uh, my, uh, Thoughts about it for next week as we talk about it, but we'll we'll save that for then. And uh, the uh, we'll, we'll preview the, the Super Bowl at that point too. Um, you know, that's that's one more game and big one coming up, and I think it will be a good one. I mean, you got a you got a team that's uh, better offensively than, than defense, even though the defense played well last on Sunday in the AFC. And in the NFC, I think the, the the Rams are led by their defense. Their their offense is playing well. They got Cooper Cup and uh, OBJ, your buddy, uh, who, who has been playing very well. I saw you mention that in your paper today. Um, and uh, but I still think it's the the, the defense that's going to lead the way from them. Von Miller's just coming on. He's he's living for this. He's going to be able to tell these guys how to how to win this game because he's been there before. And you know, even the Rams themselves have been there. So it, it's uh, uh, It'll be fun. I, I, I kind of uh, hope Stafford gets gets the win somehow, but just because I think he deserved it. He's always been a, a a good good soldier in Cleveland, a good teammate despite years and years of just <laughs> Detroit Lion like things. But uh, I think it'll be fun to watch. Yeah, I mean the storylines are fantastic. It's uh, you know for the Rams to do what they you know, the Rams are about to do what they said they were going to do, and they. They made that trade a year ago Sunday. I mean, are they? That's when they they couldn't make it official to the till March, but they you know that came together that a uh, year ago Sunday was hey this is and you know that that's a bold a bold move. It, they're a team that typically doesn't draft in the in the first round anyways. Um, they always trade them away, but here it was you know they gave up two firsts and a third and a number one overall pick. Who's six years younger than the, the quarterback that you're trading for, and and Goff is a quarterback who helped to help to not led them but helped them to the playoffs, three out of four years, the Super Bowl. Uh, so it's a it's a huge move to say to to identify Stafford as your missing piece. And to me, you know, Stafford was a guy who hadn't won a playoff game. Granted, he's with the Lions, but um, you know, did not lift the Lions. Uh, so yeah, they're about ready to, to, when they raise that trophy, if they do, it's, that's hats off. It's like, I didn't think that they were going to do it. I thought they overpaid for Stafford, but that doesn't mean I'm going to sit there and you'll be 
all pissed off that they they did what they said they were going to do. And to me, that's that's fascinating. That's you know less Snead and and Cronky. I'm not a big Stan Cronky guy, but you know for them to, to to say this is our plan and then boom 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 and they execute it. It's uh, you know, hats off. You know, you said pissed off, and I'm thinking that Cronky will probably since he's in his home stadium probably be able to have privacy in his suite to leave himself. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think $5 billion might get him his own, uh, his own restroom. Yeah. We can always talk about that since you had inside information on, on that one back in the day. Um, I think we'll leave it at that for this week. Uh, it, uh, Mark, thanks. It was great chatting with you. Mike Walden behind the scenes, thank you for putting this out. And I'm hoping that the Vikings hold off a day or so before they make that coaching decision. But I think uh, it should be interesting nonetheless, whatever happens coming down that pike. You know, the Vikings, they, they make news and they always do it in spectacular ways, except that one that we really want them to do. Uh, so uh, thanks, and uh, uh, we'll see you next weekend after that fascinating Pro Bowl, and I'll do a preview of the Super Bowl and, and talk some more football. Thank you all, and uh, skull. <laughs>